0: Welcome to Unwise Girls, a Percy Jackson reread podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jacqueline.
1: And I am the other host, Jamie.
0: Welcome to the show today, Janie. It's wonderful having you. I have I heard that you brought some wonderful summaries of our book for us today.
1: I, I, I brought some summaries of the book.
0: But wait, before you do that... Okay. Have you heard the news?
1: Oh, do we have a news segment now? This is exciting. <laughs> have,
0: have you heard the Percy Jackson news?
1: I did not know that there was any.
0: Okay, let me read you this headline. Okay. There is a Disney plus show coming. I'm sure you knew this.
1: I did not Oh God damn it.
0: <laughs> Unfortunately, there is a Disney plus show coming uh. um, <laughs> So okay, from elitedaily.com
1: My favorite re- publication
0: Logan Lerman reportedly eyed to play Poseidon in Percy Jackson series.
1: Who is Logan Lerman? Is this something Log- to, to be excited about?
0: Logan Lerman was Percy in the movie. Oh, that's kind of cute. That is kind of cute. He still looks like he's five years old.
1: Oh, <laughs> they can just slap a fake beard on him; it'll be fine. I, I, I guess actually, that's true. I have absolutely no idea what he looked like then or now.
0: A teen. He he looks like not a twelve-year-old, but like a sixteen-year-old back oh in the movie. Oh my
1: god, he he does look like his face has just been like had an iron taken to it or something
0: oh god yeah i i don't know it's it's cute you're right wait how um, old is he i'm not sure let me see born
1: in 1992 brain is slow 28 oh uh, soon to be 20 20- oh wait 29 in two days
0: that's not so bad they can i'm sure he can grow some facial hair like be poseidon for real yeah well, it gets scruffy. Ha-
1: happy early birthday logan Lerman, i guess
0: Happy early birthday, Logan Lerman! And now we've dated our podcast.
1: Yeah. No, well, we dated it last week. Uh, because we, we put out a request for listeners to uh, leave us reviews where they quote tweet dunk on Donald Trump.
0: Uh, uh-huh.
1: And in le- the less than a week since we recorded that episode, that bit is now completely unusable.
0: <laughs> You're right. i completely <laughs> forgotten about that, actually.
1: I never forget.
0: God, Okay. So, do you want to tell us about our chapters this week?
1: Yeah, I I can do that. So, chapter five, I play pinocchio with a horse. So, at the start of this chapter, Percy wakes up in the mysterious summer camp. Uh, He finds out that his mum is, for sure, definitely permanently dead. Uh, Grover, uh, after he wakes up, takes him to meet Mr. D, the head of the camp, who kind of fills in some of the basics about the world for Percy while they're playing Pinochle with Grover and Mr. Brunner. Uh, Over the course of this game, he discovers that Mr. Brunner is actually a centaur named Chiron, and the unimpressive Mr. D is actually the Greek god of wine Dionysus. Dionysus then explains that the Greek gods existed, continue to exist, and do fuck. So there's plenty of (laughs) demigods running around. Uh, Then we have Chapter 6, I Become Supreme Lord of the Bathroom. Uh, Chiron shows Percy around the camp and methodically dodges every question he asks about his mother, the camp, and everything else while the campers stare at Percy and whisper about how he killed the Minotaur. We find out that Grover is in a lot of trouble over the events of the past few days, and is on thin ice with the camp authorities. Chiron shows Percy the various camp facilities until we get to the cabins, where the children of the various gods live. Several of these have been left empty. Uh, Chiron gets Annabeth, Annabeth to take Percy to cabin 11, Hermes' cabin, which also hosts the Undetermined Kids. After this, Percy finally confronts the fact that he must be a demigod, after some prodding from Annabeth. After this, they are confronted by the kids from Cabin 5, which belongs to Ares, uh, led by Clarice, a large, uh, kind of... uh, I think the book describes her as an ugly-looking girl? Which, no editorializing. Um, (laughs) They they drag Percy into the bathroom in an attempt to uh, give him a swirly, Um, But then something strange and mysterious happens, and everyone except Percy ends up covered in toilet water. Uh, Then we get to uh, Chapter 7, My Dinner Goes Up in Smoke. Annabeth shows Percy the rest of the camp's facilities, and explains the relationships, or lack thereof, that the various gods have with their spawn. She also explains that the more powerful the god, the more monsters their children will attract. They also talk about the summer solstice that we have previously heard Grover and Chiron discussing, but neither knows the true relevance of it. Annabeth explains that she's destined to remain in the camp forever unless she goes on a quest, so she was hoping the solstice would give her something to go on in that regard. Percy gets back to cabin 11 and talks to Luke, the counselor who runs the cabin. They chat more about the relationships the gods have with their kids, and Luke also tells Percy that Annabeth, in addition to uh, wanting the summer solstice to give her something to go on for a quest, uh, also requires a special someone to arrive if she's going to go. Uh, after this, they go to dinner, where Percy finds that every mealtime, the campers give some of their food as a sacrifice to the gods. Dionysus gives a short address where he announces that the that Capture the Flag is on Friday, and then everyone eats. Uh, at the end of the chapter, Percy finds that he actually feels as if he's beginning to fit in. And then we come to chapter 8, Capture the Flag. Uh, over the next few days, Percy falls into a routine of going to various classes, all of which he's terrible at, except canoeing. There's still no indication of who his dad might be. Percy is thinking that the, that uh, he knows for certain that there is an afterlife now, and that there could be a way to recover his mother from Hades. Uh, he also feels bitter that his dad won't just show up and say something to indicate his parentage. We then cut to Percy uh, getting beaten up in the sword fighting class by Luke, partly because none of the swords seem to be a good fit for him. Luke attempts to demonstrate a disarming technique on Percy, who then surprises the class by turning it around and disarming Luke instead. Uh, Luke then uh, reverses it on him again, and Percy's win is chalked up as beginner's luck. A few hours later, Percy is talking to Grover about the sorry state of the satyr's career. They talk more and get onto the subject of the cabins, and specifically the empty ones. Grover explains that there are four empty, empty cabins. Hera's, which is empty because she's the god of marriage. Artemis's, which is empty because she swore to be a maiden forever. And then Zeus's and Poseidon's, which are also empty, because the big three... Hades, Zeus, and Poseidon, made a pact after their kids caused World War II that they wouldn't have any more children. Uh, It's also worth noting that Hades doesn't have a cabin because he's uh, in the underworld and does not concern himself with mortal affairs. Only one big three, only one member of the big three has had a kid recently, uh, which is Zeus, whose child uh, died on the way to Camp Half-Blood on the boundary line defending some other demigods and a conspicuously nameless Satyr escort. In her dying moments, Zeus turned her into a tree to protect her. Percy asks a few more questions about retrieving his mother from Hades, but uh, Grover kind of evades the issue. Uh, It's capture the flag time. The various cabins form alliances uh, and become two opposing teams. The Athena, Hermes, and Apollo cabins against the Ares, Dionysus, Demeter, Hephaestus, and Aphrodite cabins. Percy, as a member of the Hermes cabin, is placed on the border of his team's territory to defend against marauding enemies. Uh, While he's doing this, he's ambushed by Clarice and her gang, seeking revenge for the toilet incident, uh, who then beat the hell out of him until he falls into a stream and gets a mysterious burst of strength and manages to fight them off. In the confusion, Luke manages to retrieve the Ares team's flag and win the match. Annabeth appears and remarks that Percy's wounds from the fight have healed at which point a giant hellhound unexpectedly springs from the undergrowth and almost gores Percy, thankfully being put down before it can do too much damage. Percy is put back in the water, and his wounds heal again. The chapter ends with Percy in the water, with a glowing trident mysteriously appearing above his head, indicating that his water powers are in fact the result of him being the son of Poseidon.
0: I wonder who Percy's dad is, <laughs> and every single time... Every single time water touches him, he becomes, like, Hercules.
1: <laughs> you know, the, the foreshadowing is heavy-handed, but I can see that, like, making a middle schooler feel clever for guessing it.
0: This is a book series that I'm sure made a lot of middle schoolers feel very clever. Mm-hmm. And that's that's important in its own way, right? Yeah. Yeah. I want to start off by saying that these four chapters... We're more mm-hmm. Harry Potter than ever. <laughs>
1: okay, just, I I have some Harry Potter thoughts, but I'm I'm very eager to hear what you think about them.
0: I've just noticed a lot of similarities, and you know, I guess in a way, they're pretty common tropes. But after mm-hmm. we talked a lot about Harry Potter uh, last week, and I just thought, you know, we may as well make it the world's worst recurring bit. <laughs>
1: Listen, we're we're Um, talking about, you know, fiction for fairly young kids. Harry Potter is an inescapable shadow tainting all of this.
0: Harry Potter is like... This is the most evil thing I'm ever going to say. Harry Potter is the Canterbury Tales for children's literature. (laughs) The worst
1: part is that, on some level, J.K. Rowling would be flattered by that comparison.
0: And I... I I thank I thank everyone every day, every every single day. I go up to everyone I know and I say, I am so glad that JK Rowling is never going to listen to my podcast.
1: You know what? It's it's true. She will never um, know we exist, and that's for the best.
0: There are a lot of like minor there are a lot of similarities here. Like there's this thing about how saying the names of the mythical creatures and gods Will give them power over you. Ooh, I, I did not even
1: no that's yeah.
0: Yeah, and like they'll they might notice you if you say their names. They they call the Minotaur like the the son of Persephades or whatever her name was.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They they just don't use proper names in general it's because it's
1: Mr. D, the kindly ones. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah.
0: Um, And that's extremely Voldemort.
1: (laughs) It's a a little Voldemort.
0: Um, Not only that, but in the dinner chapter, this is such, like, minor stuff. In the dinner chapter, Percy is amazed because at dinner, he can speak to the goblet cup or whatever it was, Uh and it will fill with whatever he wants. Mm. (laughs) Which... You know, it's a Dionysus power. I understand that. Yeah. But all I can think in my mind is like, I wonder what kind of little goblin slaves they have Listen. in their like. <laughs> I'm sorry. In their you... kitchen constantly.
1: That is my my big hope for this series is that it doesn't turn out that slavery is good. Actually.
0: Every single day, I'm Rick. If you could this. just
1: make that work for us,
0: please, Rick. Please. <laughs> so we we were hoping to get Annabeth. Um, we got Annabeth, huh?
1: We did get Annabeth. Uh, we get a lot of her. She's a lot of her. very closed off. Very unhelpful she... when Percy asks any questions.
0: Yeah. Um, Annabeth, She she's kind of cool. She's like, who, me? Oh, I'm just the daughter of Athena. And is like... And Athena... Athena Cabin is like... It's like... How do I describe this? It's like Cool Kids Summer Cabin. Like, Percy describes them all as being, like, hot and athletic.
1: Okay, yeah, I see, I see what you mean.
0: Annabeth is cool. Yeah. I wish she would... I wish she wasn't... She's kind of a weirdo. She's she's
1: a little bizarre. She does yeah. talk to Percy about how much he drools in his sleep.
0: Yeah, and she gives him... She has a hashtag epic moment when when she gives him the coordinates to Mount Olympus. And she's like, dude, don't you know how to get to Mount Olympus? You're a New Yorker, aren't you? Just go to the like 49th <laughs> and 5th and take it, go to the 600th floor of the Empire State Building. It's, it's very good to me.
1: I mean, I, I really sympathize with Percy here. Because I have lived in like the same town like for most of my life. Um, I still do not know where like half of the major boroughs are. If you gave me a blank map and told me to point out where they are, I would not be able to tell you. So I think Percy's lack of sense of direction is valid.
0: You still don't know the entrance to Mount Olympus in your town.
1: It's true. That's
0: kind of cringe.
1: I think, I think it's much more likely the entrance to Hades would be here.
0: I, that's probably right. Um, <laughs> I Okay, I, we've talked about Athena Cabin. Let's talk about the cabins really fast. Sure. This is the last time I personally will say this word on the podcast. Okay. This episode the the 12 cabins are potterhead bait
1: they are they absolutely are i mean <laughs> like, hmm. i was about to say maybe not but i guess it's like the proto form of like divergent which would evolve evolve from this which evolved from houses
0: it's the ya like evolutionary chain pokemon style
1: it's that you have a very weak sense of identity at the minute. A lot of shit is changing, so you would like someone else to define your identity for you.
0: Yeah, and all the all the smart kids who read this book were like, "Oh, I would be in Athena Cabin because I am very smart." Mm-hmm. <laughs> can we talk about Aries Cabin for a minute?
1: Uh, we can.
0: <laughs> what do you think of Aries Cabin?
1: Uh, Aries Cabin, sure. Uh, Slytherin.
0: Okay, <laughs> apart apart from that even, it's so funny that they have all just been assigned, they are all just, like, genetically the worst. <laughs> People talk about, like, I don't know, like, oh, it's weird that, like, uh, all the Slytherins are evil, shouldn't some of them be nice? But, like, these kids have no choice, their genes are of a war god.
1: yeah. Who I and cannot that's... imagine is a great parental figure.
0: God, <laughs> so no. So that's environment
1: no. and genetics both kind of.
0: It's environment and genetics. Truly, this we are we are the childhood understanders. <laughs> yeah, Clar- I like I, I kind of like like Clarice from these chapters, even though she's like a total jerk. She's she's a good bully character. Yeah. I mean we got she's supposed to be like like Nancy Boba Fett, but eviler.
1: Eviler and can punch.
0: And can punch, and that rules. I I am happy for her, but she is um, the way she's described by the book. It's kind of unfortunate.
1: Yeah, it's it's more like, of the kind of thing we got with Smelly Gabe.
0: Yeah, I don't. I'm, I don't say it's worse, even like. Okay, so, so we get the description that she's, like, mean and ugly. That's like, okay, whatever, fine.
1: Mm-hmm. This is normal for this kind of
0: literature. Yeah, but then, like, like the first description we get of her is Percy being, like, there's a girl wearing an XXXL shirt. And, mm-hmm. like, first of all, he identifies that very quickly. So I have to assume that he is taking some guesswork or else, like, he ran behind her to look on the tag of her shirt.
1: I don't feel like Percy would risk that, so you're right, he's just guessing.
0: Yeah, which I- so I, I think it's just the catch-all for, like, I saw a really fat girl. I- you know, I
1: don't remember if I read- let me- let me find the bit again. Because so I couldn't gotcha. tell if- if what he meant was she was really, really fat, or she was shredded.
0: Is XXX- that's, like, a huge shirt, though. Uh,
1: Yeah. I guess I, I I just I chose a slightly more um sympathetic reading of it.
0: I mean it's like all the the influencers say she's fit fat.
1: Uh. <laughs> God. Um, I've I've heard variations of that, but never that specific term for it before. So thank you for cursing my life with it.
0: Oh, absolutely. Every single day I live under the terror of not being fit fat. <laughs> <laughs> She's also described in the the capture the flag chapter as having pig eyes.
1: Yeah, that's a little bit folks.
0: That's a little bit terrible. I guess there are just like some general parallels drawn between Aries cabin and pigs because like they have a stuffed boar on their cabin. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It still doesn't read to me as like the world's worst thing, but it does feel kind of egregious. It's just
1: yeah. It's one of those things that you wish wasn't there. Yeah. You're not gonna put the book down over it, but No. I I'd like to make an assertion.
0: Go on.
1: Chiron's weird box wheelchair thing is full of pee. Excuse me? <laughs> so um fun fact about horses, uh they have no bladder control. Really? Yeah, they just they just pee where they stand. So if Ky I... Ch- if Chiron is sitting in that box all day, he's just peeing in it.
0: Maybe maybe he's built different. <laughs>
1: He's not though he's he's literally explicitly built like a horse from the waist down
0: but, you know maybe he's maybe he's learned of bladder control <laughs> over tens of thousands of years he's been alive
1: he's he's just focusing on not shitting on percy in the next chapter
0: he was training like perseus or like theseus or whoever it was he trained it's like they were like chiron my mentor Thank you so m- Again, Chiron, my <laughs> shoes.
1: My best sandals, and you've my covered best them in piss. Greek
0: sandals. What were you sa- you were, were you you were about to bring up something, I think?
1: Uh yeah, I was gonna I was just gonna say something that wasn't dumb bullshit. Go on.
0: Uh,
1: which is I really like how, especially in the first chapter, but it kinda goes throughout these four. Um uh-huh. the comedy kind of is really like it's really funny and well placed and it keeps you from getting too frustrated with the way that mm-hmm. Percy's being, like, teased uh, with the answers to, like, what's going on.
0: Yeah, yeah. The, um, there's a lot of interesting stuff that was, like, introduced, like, this happened in the past. hmm Like, Luke's mysterious quest that screwed everything up for everyone and, they like, probably got a scar from. And, yeah. Like, and,
1: like... Um, and Zeus's daughter who, uh, Grover totally was not assigned to protect.
0: Totally not. There, there's a lot of that here. It's really, it's and like Annabeth's whole like quest obsession, it's it mm-hmm. establishes a lot of like threads for it to take from here on.
1: Yeah, and it it stops you from getting too wound up by the fact that it's kind of it's it's laying the groundwork and then batting away all of Percy's questions by just being very funny.
0: Yeah, and has a lot of really nice descriptions. Mm-hmm. Like I was reading the descriptions of Camp Half Blood, and I was like, wow, I want to live here. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I definitely got that with like, um, like the way they describe the strawberry fields.
0: Yeah, and like it's, it just sounded so pretty. I don't know. I want to, I want to yeah. see it. I want to be there. And I guess when we cover the movie, we will get to see it.
1: I guarantee the movie will just be like three tents in a house.
0: That's probably true, unfortunately. <laughs> oh God. Um. Okay, let's talk about the Christian God.
1: Hell yeah! Let's let's get into
0: this. So Percy is having this big conversation with Chiron, and mm-hmm. and um, Chiron tells him, you know, gods exist, and Percy is like, God exists, and Chiron is like, well, uh, Let's hold on a minute there. <laughs> like I don't know about any of that metaphysical stuff. And I'm reading about this, and I'm like, so like. I guess I just assumed, having not read this for a while, that like they wouldn't deal with that at all, or like bring it up.
1: Yeah, I assume this would be like a Yu-Gi-Oh situation where like it's never mentioned, but you know the implication of all these ancient gods being real is that all modern religions are fake bullshit.
0: Yeah, or that like, or it might be like a thing where it's like, oh, all religions are real and they're all happening or something.
1: It would be a little bit funny if Jesus lived at Camp Half Blood
0: that would be wonderful um i i we were talking last week about how like um oh, mr d we kind of remember him he's gonna suck when we get to him yeah i love mr d
1: he is so good i i i was complaining that like oh we have like really hot dionysus in like um hades and then we've got dumpy middle-aged um dionysus in this book but actually I could totally see this is just like washed up, partied out Dionysus.
0: Yeah, right? And like I I love the depiction, I love the characterization. It's it's a great like I guess subversion of expectations. It, it it's cool. He's a cool character, especially when Percy like looks into his eyes after kind of disrespecting him a bit and he just like sees like images of Dionysus driving mortals to the brink of madness. Yeah. (laughs) That's wonderful.
1: Yeah, you definitely get a sense that, like, that, like, there's a lot more to him than just the funny counselor guy who's a bit grumpy.
0: I like him a lot so far. I'm excited to see, like... I'm excited to see, like, a cool Dionysus moment or something. Yeah. Another point about Dionysus. Yeah. And please excuse me. Hit me. At one point, he says... Like, duh, Percy, my dad is Zeus, don't you know the basics? And can we talk for a minute about Dionysus, like, mythologically? Sure, let's go. He's gotta be one of the Greek gods with the most screwed-up origin stories. Like, okay. Okay, I, so, I don't
1: know this, I'm...
0: He was born to Zeus mm-hmm. in Persephone.
1: Okay, wait, or, okay, <laughs> this is already not great.
0: Yeah, um... And because Persephone had maybe, like, left Hades, or Zeus went into Hades to, like, seek her out, like, as a serpent, and we're not gonna- it's, like, dubiously consensual, um-
1: As it always is with Zeus.
0: Yeah, um, but, like, or else maybe he's a child of Zeus, and, um, is it pronounced Demeter or Demeter?
1: Uh, I pronounce it Demeter, I don't know if that's correct.
0: How is it pronounced in Hades?
1: Uh, Demeter, I think.
0: And he's like maybe a child of like Zeus and Demeter, and um, he's and okay. So and here and here as like his original incarnation, uh, he was he was identified with two other names slash other gods. Sort of. Like I know. I secret. know one
1: of these. Which kind of rules?
0: Uh, one of them is Sabasius. Um
1: That's the one I don't know.
0: And the other is Zagreus.
1: Hell yeah, my boy!
0: <laughs> yeah, um, and I first of all shout out to all my Hades fans out there.
1: Again. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. Um,
1: this is part Percy Jackson podcast, part Hades fan cast.
0: You've got to love it. Um, and he taught in that form. He taught the mortals how to like plow fields, and he like had horns. And, like, supposedly the this, like, Zagreus might have been modeled after um, Osiris, the comedic god. And, Wait, what? Like,
1: oh, that's, that's cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, like, then he, like, ascended to the throne of Zeus and the Titans dismembered him. And then the gods, uh, ki- like, killed the Titans because of that. And then he became, like, Dionysus- Um, As like a sort of like a rebirth after they had dismembered him. But then later a second guy who was like a pretty boy became Dionysus. (laughs) (laughs) And that was like the god of wine rather than just like the god of like fields and stuff. And don't even get me started on the Egyptian god. Okay. I, I feel
1: like at this point I need to like grab your legs and drag you back down to earth where we're talking about Percy Jackson.
0: You're right. Let's talk about Western civilization. Uh,
1: can I? Can I just say that my theory that Chiron is like an Info Wars correspondent or something is only strengthened by
0: this. I, I'm, I'm of like twenty-seven different minds about this. <laughs> I, I'm having trouble here <laughs> because I don't want to. It's so there's this concept presented in these chapters. Um, once again, at the Pinochle game, I believe, where Mm Chiron tells Percy that the Greek gods move wherever the heart of the West is. And the West is like a physical concept in the world. Yeah. It moved from Greece to Rome to like France to Germany to the United States of America. And I'm okay. Like I said, this could be really fashy it's I, I think this is like
1: his um roman artifacts collection in the first couple of chapters but like if this was written today it would read very fashy but i think it gets it gets <sighs> a bit more leeway for being from the mid 2000s
0: not even just that because like there were there have been neo nazis since people decided to stop saying the word nazis and we had to put a neo on it to make them yeah. accept it but like even past that like the it's it's kind of like because he gets this line in about like, like it or not, the United States has become like the heart of the West because through, and like it, the implication is like a lot of people wouldn't like it because like it's done some bad stuff, mm-hmm. and I think that's like there's kind of a rede- redeeming factor there of like, okay, so it's like you're presenting this like neutral concept of like, so it's not
1: it's it, not a positive force necessarily.
0: It's not like a positive force, the shining heart of the West. It's not like that. It's just like a thing. And like I can buy the a lot of the argument that's made here about like the Greek gods would live here because their iconography is all over the place. In a way, it's still a form of worship. Mm -hmm. Like yeah, I can buy that, basically. Yeah. It gets so on the It's like anytime I hear someone talking about like, oh, Western civilization, I'm like, please get off the world.
1: Okay, speaking of far-right cranks and also this section, I I need to put a a request out to any listeners who read this book in the UK in, like, around 2010, because I swear, I'm absolutely certain, that the first time I read this book, Chiron specifically outright says that the heart of the West was at one point in Nazi Germany.
0: I still don't know what the heck you are talking about.
1: I listen it's not in this edition and good if that was in there they should have edited it out but i don't know if i just made that up
0: that wouldn't even make sense with like the timeline
1: what Hmm.
0: like because it says it travels from like germany to like france or maybe the other way around Uh, and the gods simply
1: moved to germany to france to spain for a while
0: so i'm reading this as like germany during like the times of like what well, like, I don't know, the Holy Roman Empire or something.
1: I know, but then that's that's not Germany, that's the Holy Roman Empire. <laughs> that's a is different that right?
0: thing. Wait, let me look this up.
1: The The country of Germany did not exist until the late 19th century.
0: I don't know if that's correct.
1: Um... It's, it is correct, I know, this is one of the few history facts I know. <laughs> it goes Holy Roman Empire, and then Napoleon happens, and the Holy Roman Empire falls apart, and then it's Prussia, until it's Germany.
0: But, like, it's, like, still kind of Germany, though.
1: I get- I- I can totally see that I would have just fabricated this out of nothing when I was a kid. Like, just because he says Germany, and he specifically mentions, like, an eagle, which is, like, fairly prominent Nazi iconography. So I might have just been, like, as a kid, damn, wouldn't it be fucked up if it had been, like, in Nazi Germany? That's so dark, I'm so clever.
0: (laughs) And I'm also doing a lot of assuming here. Like, I'm assuming he meant- he means, like- Ottoman Holy Roman Empire stuff. I could be wrong.
1: He definitely doesn't mean the Ottomans.
0: (laughs) I shush, I know history. (laughs) I'm very smart. Um
1: (laughs) anyway, if any if any listeners have any recollection of this, please contact me so I don't feel insane.
0: I good luck with that. (laughs) Okay, I guess speaking of Nazis This is
1: a thread we've been on for a while now.
0: (laughs) Unfortunately, we're gonna have to keep on it because of this book.
1: Yeah. Um, oh God. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Let me let me get to so it. So,
0: Grover and Percy are talking to each other, and they're like, Grover is like giving Percy like this lore dump about like <laughs> how the world works, and it's it's fine, it's whatever, because Grover's like a sad boy through it, but whatever. Yeah. Um. But. He slips in a line about, like, it's not even just a line. It feels like it's, like, a paragraph long.
1: It's a small paragraph, yeah.
0: And about how, like, don't you know that World War II was basically just a fight between Sons of Hades and Sons of Poseidon and Zeus?
1: I've, I've got it right in front of me if you want me to read the exact Go, quote. Re- read it. Uh, World War II, you know, that was basically a fight between the Sons of Zeus and Poseidon on one side and the Sons of Hades on the other. The winning side, Zeus and Poseidon, made Hades swear an oath with them. No more affairs with mortal women.
0: Okay. I I,
1: I would like to note that like usually I write like a couple of words in the margin next to whatever I want to talk about. Uh, Uh Next to this, I've just written bruh in all capitals.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like Hades okay, there's too much to get into here. (laughs) So Hades is This, this this is putting because Hades is Presented so far as being the villain of this book. Yeah. He's sending bad guys after Percy, so he's evil. and He's an antagonist because of that. Yeah. But now we know that from his flesh, he spawns the fascists?
1: Is Hitler a demigod?
0: That's the horrifying implication that I it don't really want to is. contend with. Or even think about. <laughs> I... This is... This is insane. I, yeah, this is... This is like why didn't the wizards stop Hitler stuff.
1: It re- This is We're getting into Fantastic Beast territory in the first book.
0: And it's not okay. It's not as bad.
1: It's not. I'm that that's maybe a slightly unfair comparison.
0: Because I I it's not there's not going to be some big demigod there's not a demigod demigod community really. Yeah. The, it what what Camp Half Blood is shown as being is like a summer camp that either you live at for your, like the rest of your life until you're an adult, or like a camp that you go to once in a while because for like a little bit of training. Um, there's no real like, there's a little bit of a sense of community, but overall it just feels like a summer camp. Yeah, and like I can't imagine that like all demigods from all over the world go to Camp Half Blood either.
1: Yeah, that... well, I guess you wouldn't get demigods in other parts of the world because the heart of the West is, like, in America, so that's where the gods live, and that's where they're going to be having all their kids.
0: But they have to be able to teleport to at least Japan so that Araki can see Poseidon.
1: Okay, this this is a very good callback to your bit from last week. However, uh-huh. I put it to you um, that this, this actually supports my theory that Uh, Well, not theory, but recollection that at one point the heart of the West was in Nazi Germany. Because otherwise, how did a bunch of German fascists who were the son of Hades get there? Uh,
0: (sighs) (laughs) Let's stop talking about this. Uh, (laughs) One last thing on it, though. Okay. (laughs) Because Hades is presented as being, like, the most evil god who spawns evil children. Yeah. Let's... I guess let's watch out for if that's ever deconstructed.
1: I I received some spoilers from a friend earlier today by accident, which assured me that it is definitely deconstructed later.
0: You you need to cut off all of your friends until you <laughs> this,
1: <podcast. laughs> this it's not their fault. I told them we were doing a reread podcast and they were like, oh yeah, you must remember the books then. A bunch of spoilers.
0: God, okay. Um monsters don't die. You yeah. just respawn.
1: I hate you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's MMO shit.
1: The Minotaur, the Minotaur has a Control Alt Delete t shirt now, canonically. You did this.
0: God, I I like that concept, though. You can kill a monster, but they'll come back. Yeah, it's um, really neat. And Thank you makes for ruining sense for it. Me of course and it makes sense with the idea of like the legends like oh you know these are like trends that'll appear over and over again they're Mm -hmm. kind of like they have staying power within like the culture yeah um i don't know this is this book is cool
1: it is cool we've we've been ragging on it a lot but i've like i've got written at the end of chapter eight i felt depressed earlier today and then felt better after reading this
0: yeah like i the first four chapters i was like okay this is fine this is normal yeah um this is like there were there was like cool stuff in these chapters
1: it's really fun
0: yeah i
1: think like i think one of the things that really contributes to the way it feels fun is that it kind of it has this attitude of like there's not a lot of rules and not a lot of health and safety stuff so the kids are just kind of doing whatever they want but it's, yeah. it's- tying that back into the fact that this is, like, run by ancient Greek gods, and it's not necessarily all that safe.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like, the kids are doing, like, rock wall climbing, and the rock walls are actually trying to crush you, and there is lava there. Yeah.
1: Like, you would want to go here as a summer camp, for sure.
0: Yeah, when I was a kid, I wanted to have, like, the big camp dinner so bad. Uh, let's talk about the Baptism of Percy Jackson. What? Percy Jackson gets dunked in a river at the end.
1: Oh, fuck me.
0: (laughs) Percy Jackson is dunked in a river, comes back more powerful, and is claimed by God.
1: Oh I hate this.
0: (laughs) Because... So, like, Percy goes in, and he's doing, the like, the the awesome, like, I'll say, it, like, the capture the flag stuff was cool. I love Clarice's sick electric spear.
1: I, I have a whole thing about capture the flag that I want to talk about, but let's let's do this first.
0: Absolutely. But after the whole thing, Percy's injured, and he, like, Annabeth is, like, dropping to the water, and he does, and then he comes back out, and he's, like, glowing, powerful, he's all healed, mm-hmm. and the symbol of Poseidon floats above his head. And it's- it's such extreme baptism energy.
1: It's a little baptismy.
0: It's really funny to me.
1: And as we all know, the three prongs on the trident represent the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost.
0: <laughs> oh, God. Uh, tell me about Capture the Flag.
1: Okay, so, I- I have a broad thesis statement on Capture the Flag- Go ahead. Which, unfortunately, uh, d- dips us back slightly into the Harry Potter comparison pile. Oh,
0: Christ.
1: It's Okay, it's my assertion that Capture the Flag is Quidditch, but good.
0: I... You're not wrong. <laughs> um, Like... Go on, though. I
1: think it's... A, it's so much better written than any of the, like Quidditch stuff that we ever get. Yeah. It's like... It's fun punchy action. it feels like there's genuine danger because the Ares kids are psychopaths
0: absolutely
1: um, I love the way that like the different cabins will like form alliances and that there's like like micro politics at play with them trading favors and stuff like that
0: that stuff is so cool.
1: <laughs> it's really I've just written next to it this rules yes it's just yeah everything from the setup to the actual like capture the flag itself is really fun and exciting and you know tells it tells us about the characters because we see that Annabeth is like a, a really good strategist but maybe a little bit cold and callous um, yeah
0: yeah yeah and we get like Luke who's like the sneaky guy
1: <laughs> yeah yeah he's he, they're like demonstrating the traits of their um parents
0: yeah and with a little bit of their own personality too,
1: yeah. And it's just it's really good, I think.
0: I think so too. Um Capture the Flag was like I don't know, it was like I was like, Wow, I hope their strategy works out. There's never yeah. been like a like a sports chapter in a book where I was like, Wow, I hope their strategy works out. You know, like I, I'm interested in this.
1: Yeah, definitely. You get invested in like the tactics.
0: Extremely. Yeah, I like I like the uh I like this. <sighs> I, it's really hot in my room. Oh no. Uh, it's okay. Um, I really like *Capture the Flag*. I like these chapters a lot. Um, They're
1: really good. I know that like this series has a reputation for like I know it has like some good LGBT representation later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rick Riordan writes that um, Artemis's cabin is empty because she vowed to be a maiden forever.
0: <laughs> okay, which, you Rick. You
1: absolute coward, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, you're right though. Artemis lesbian. Thank you. Anyway, <laughs> you
1: you you had something that you wanted to.
0: Um, the there's a pal- palpable sense of grief in these chapters, at least the first. Yeah. Um, or kind of throughout, because Percy just watched his mom die.
1: He sure did. That's real fucks.
0: Um, there's like there's a scene that made me like straight up like emotional. That was like, um, him tasting ambrosia. And it tasted like his mom's blue chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. And I was, like, tearing up when I was reading that, because I was like, oh my god. The- I don't know. It's- it's, like, real. It's not like he immediately- I don't know about- like, it's like, he didn't, like, immediately get over it or something as soon as he got to the cool cam. That feels like something kind of basic, but Mm -hmm. it's something that's still missed out on a lot.
1: Especially at the start of Chapter 8, he still brings up his mom- and just, like, you know, to probe Grover about, like, how he might be able to drag her out of Hades or something. But you can kind yeah. of... His his sense of overall grief kind of fades away as he just, like, has stuff to do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, he's just... He's going to his classes, he's working all day, and it's putting out of his mind. And I think that's just really good attention to detail of, like, how Percy works as a person.
0: Yeah, this is, like, I'm I'm getting to know Percy so well. I think last time we talked a little bit about perspective. Mm-hmm. Um I think I kind of want to go into that in a bit more detail than we did in the first episode because sure. it really like the comparison that I was trying to make and forgot to last week was um it was a, it was another Harry Potter comparison. God damn it. <laughs> Harry Potter Harry Potter fails in a lot of ways because it doesn't have a firm sense of Harry's perspective. Yeah. Doesn't know who he is as a character. Or He's JK Rowling. He's JK Rowling. He's JK Rowling if she was epic and cool and a war hero and also God.
1: He beats people for property crimes, and I think that's all the proof you need.
0: He is a cop through and through. <laughs> um Percy, we like are we're, we're so in Percy's head that like I don't know, it's just so nice to have this consistency. Yeah. Um, my phone is almost dead. It's fine. Oh, no. Um, yeah. Um... Oh, I hang
1: on. I need to quickly issue a retraction. This retraction is, last week, I dunked on this book because the blurb says, I was just a normal kid, going to school, playing basketball, skateboarding. I mean, we don't see Percy do any of those things in the first few chapters. And as a result, I, I condemned this blurb as complete horseshit. Yeah. However... However, uh, Percy does see uh, some basketball hoops, which he claims are more his speed.
0: Yeah, that, I like, I, I, I saw that, I read that, and I was like, ooh, we're gonna have to eat our words next week.
1: Yep. Still hasn't skateboarded, though, so... He
0: still hasn't skateboarded, I'm waiting for the next we're, we're four chapters. we where, where Percy, like, is out, presumably, like, out on his quest or whatever is gonna happen next few chapters.
1: I... And... I watched today okay. the the animated feature from 2006 Tony Hawk in Boom Boom Sabotage.
0: I love that show. <laughs> I love that. That evil clowns, right?
1: Yes, it's the one about the evil clowns. And now that you said like Percy skateboarding on his quest, all I can think about is like
0: Tony Hawk's Boom Boom Sabotage.
1: Awful, badly rendered, mid-2000s uh, Logan Lerman just
0: <laughs>
1: skateboarding Absolute- on random Gary's Mod maps on his way to Hades.
0: monster house shit. <laughs> the three games that Dionysus claims are the best games ever invented by humans. Mm-hmm. Can you name them off the top of your head?
1: It was... Um pac-man pinochle and gladiatorial combat wasn't it
0: that's exactly right <laughs> and you know what what mr dionysus you are a, a complete scrub because you have not played um you have not played Undernight night xla clear
1: i was absolutely positive that you were going to call him out for not playing Echo.
0: And Mr. Dionysus, <laughs> you are a scrub because you have not played the wonderful video game known as Umineko no Nakukoro ni or Umineko no Nakukoro ni Chiru or even the works previously done by the same author, Higurashi no Nakukoro ni or Higurashi no Nakukoro ni, uh, the second one. <laughs> do you want to do questions?
1: I, I was not able to collect any more questions uh, this week because I was under the impression that we were acting this segment until you said that right now.
0: <laughs> I when I say questions, what I really mean is, let's bring back a question from last week that we didn't cover. Sure. And let's turn it into a fun little game. Ooh, okay. I'm calling this game. What cabin would you be in?
1: <laughs> it sounds fairly straightforward
0: now that we know what that means yeah and we could just be like we could just think like oh you know I think maybe I would be in Aphrodite cabin because I am hot or something like that but like
1: I-, I would like to have the self-confidence to say that that's my goal yeah that'll be my character development across this podcast
0: absolutely however we're- let's not do that yeah let's take this quiz
1: oh fuck
0: from BuzzFeed oh <laughs> Why would you hurt which, me like this? Which cabin at Camp Half Blood from Percy Jackson would you belong in?
1: Uh, so are we going for a collective score here or are you doing the quiz or
0: let's let's can assign you.
1: Okay. <laughs> so we're just we're deciding which Greek god I can.
0: That's exactly right. <laughs> um, so question number one choose a weapon to fight the titans okay. bow and arrow sword knife magic shield spear ready with the medical aid strength
1: if i was fighting the titans not just normal everyday ass me jane
0: you jane
1: my my secret weapon would be that i would use my legs your legs my legs and run away very fast but the from the options presented
0: mhm
1: ah uh, i'm sorry that you three read out so many that like i remember bow and arrow sword and medical attention and that's it
0: <laughs> K- i think of hades weapons
1: oh okay this is useless also cuz my favorite weapon from hades is the gun
0: gun was not on the list
1: i can't use i can't use exegriff i
0: can't use exegriff i'm sorry uh, aspect of Hera or whatever.
1: Sword. Yeah. No, wait. Shield. Shield is the coolest weapon from Hades. Is shield on this list?
0: Shield is on the list. Hell yeah. Choose something to control. Water. Okay. The avatar elements. Okay. Plants. Outer space. Appearance. Or time.
1: Oh. Outer Space, Appearance, and Time sure are three, like... Hmm. What does controlling Outer Space do? What does that manifest as?
0: I want to think that it's like a really cool Final Fantasy ability where you can like bring a meteor crashing down on your bones. (laughs) That's my read of it. That's,
1: That's incredibly cool, but also just, you know, rock from the elements. The real answer is that I would go with Appearance for obvious reasons.
0: Okay, I'll but put it here. But fu- the
1: fun podcast answer is that I want the ability to control or rewind and stop time. Okay. Also, if I was fighting Titans, which I assume this is still a scenario of this question.
0: Let's just assume yeah, that all of these are like, you're fighting the Titans right now.
1: Being able to stop time and just hit them until they die is probably like pretty useful.
0: Yeah. Pick a main character to fight with you.
1: Do I know all, all of these options? <laughs>
0: No, I'll give you. F- I'll give you five of them. Okay. Percy Jackson. Hmm. Annabeth Chase. Maybe. Grover Underwood. No. Luke-, <laughs> <laughs> Luke Castellan. Eh. I don't need anyone. I work alone. Is Dionysus not on the list? No. God damn it.
1: Um, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to sound mean to Grover. Like I like him. He's a cool character. Seems like he'd be useless in a fight. Uh, uh, Annabeth is cool Okay She she can do thinking, which I cannot So I feel like her abilities complement each other
0: Who is your least favorite god or goddess? (laughs) Great question Uh... Hades Zeus Ares Hera Poseidon Aphrodite Artemis Athena I despise all of them I love (laughs) them all
1: Okay, so are we talking just um, characterizations in Percy Jackson, or just general, like, I was going to say general mythological knowledge. What I mean is Hades.
0: Let's go with Hades. Okay, um... I have to assume it's Hades, then.
1: No, 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 I mean...
0: No, I mean, I have to assume it's Hades, because Hades sucks in Hades.
1: Hades does suck in Hades, however, Poseidon is just... I don't know, everything about him gets on my nerves in Hades. Really? Ares is that cool. Ares, you at least get cool abilities from. Hades, his ultimate ability is to give you the ability to fish better.
0: Okay. But that rules.
1: Mmm, not compared to the other ultimate abilities.
0: And he gives you Tidal Dash. (laughs) (laughs) That destroys, like, the first two floors.
1: He seems like a washed-up surfer, bro.
0: You're completely right. Okay, I'll go with the side. Yeah choose a power to have again i guess ability to fly
1: Flying speak to cool.
0: animals invincibility control mm. water we already had that <laughs> make <laughs> plants grow we already had that one too know every fact in the world see the future control minds
1: okay here's the thing is that i already control time at this point yeah so at this point i am a god being that's right. All other powers are completely irrelevant to me.
0: That's exactly right.
1: However, when I reach, like, the the end of my godhood, when I get bored of, like, you know, playing with the lives of mortals,
0: uh-huh. I,
1: I will want to settle down somewhere and make, like, a nice little garden. So I think my growing.
0: That's so nice. Thank you. Uh, kind of horrifying. <laughs> 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 Which monster do you think you could beat? The Minotaur, no Medusa, Manticore, Cyclops, Hydra, any Titan, Chimera, or Impalci.
1: Okay, here's the problem I'm facing. Medusa is mostly like a regular-ass human woman.
0: Medusa is just a person.
1: If you hit her with a sword, she'll die.
0: She'll die.
1: However, I like Medusa and do not want to kill her. Yeah. Ah, fuck. What if I, like, lure the Minotaur into an abattoir? (laughs) Or, or, I stop time, I build an abattoir around the Minotaur, and then it's trapped. You
0: you spend 50 years running a successful business, (laughs) and the the Minotaur suffocates in the walls.
1: (laughs) You're exactly right, and then I prize him out and turn him into ground beef.
0: God, okay, okay.
1: <laughs> so, Min- Minotaur, I guess.
0: <laughs> Which monster would you lose to?
1: All of the above, I assume. What's one of my options?
0: Furies, Hellhounds, the Nemean Lion, Sirens, Geryon, Scylla and Cherubdus, Typhon, Lace Trigonians.
1: I would lose to several of these for a variety of reasons.
0: Pick the one you'd lose hardest to.
1: Um, Your most
0: epic fail.
1: Okay, I'm torn for my most epic fail. You know what, it it depends on, like, okay, how accurate is the Hades interpretation of the Furies to general myths, would you say?
0: I mean, I guess not that accurate. I mean, they're scary, right?
1: So I probably wouldn't lose on purpose to the Furies, got it.
0: You might lose on purpose to the Sirens, though.
1: I might lose on purpose to the sirens. Here's the other thing. Hellhounds. Big dogs. Big friends. Could not bring myself to harm them in any way, even if they were killing me.
0: And they would tear you apart. They would. You think hellhounds is the answer here? I
1: think it's to it's the hellhounds.
0: Where would you end up in the underworld? Oh, God. Fields of punishment. I'm a terrible person. hmm Elysium. Fields of asphodel. I didn't do much. <laughs> Isles of the Blessed, I've achieved greatness every time.
1: Absolutely not.
0: I'll have to let the judge decide. None of them, I never die.
1: I mean, I control time, so I never die.
0: Okay, sick. (laughs) Describe yourself. (laughs) Caring. Determined. Strong. Uncertain. Loyal. Smart. Powerful. Beautiful.
1: Now, here's the thing,
0: uh-huh.
1: is my natural gut instinct is to go for uncertain, but I was so certain that I should pick uncertain that it's made me doubt whether or not <laughs> I am actually that uncertain.
0: You're a very certain person about your own, about your own <laughs> self-deprecation.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, shit. I think I am going to go with uncertain anyway. Okay. Are you sure? If I, if I can talk myself in circles around that, I'm definitely uncertain.
0: Gotcha. Cabin 6, as a child of Athena,
1: Hell not yeah. only are you
0: extremely smart, but you will prove essential in any battle. Yeah, That's all the information. That kind of sucks.
1: That's really terrible, but also, whatever, I got the good result.
0: Thank you for playing our game. Let's do our segment. We have a segment? Our weekly segment.
1: Oh, yes, our weekly segment. Evidence that Percy is trans.
0: That's exactly right. This week, I'll start. Okay. Bathroom.
1: Yes. I was going to say, like, looking at the sirens, and then I remembered that, like, a heterosexual person would also do that.
0: That's also true. Also, there are heterosexual trans people.
1: Also that.
0: You transphobe.
1: Yeah. Wow. I'm sorry, my brain is high- hardwired to just trans girl thinks other girls big hot.
0: I, I completely understand. You I, are, I have brain rot. It's like how... It's like... It's like how Percy Jackson is hard, hardwired for ancient Greek. <laughs> you are hardwired for um, WLW trans girls.
1: Yes, exactly. Wallowa. Ooh. So I guess that's all we have for this segment, which it is more than we had last week, so that's right there we go
0: <laughs> that's regular regular Say, <laughs> this is the second time our podcast gets canceled <laughs> oh god let's do recommendations oh okay what's some stuff you've enjoyed lately
1: what's some stuff i've enjoyed lately um i've been uh replaying xcom 2 because the switch version was on sale what's that like It's uh, really fun and also horrible. Um, And the only way you could win is by constantly reloading saves so that the game can't keep attacking you from your blind spots.
0: That's beautiful.
1: I love it a lot.
0: (laughs) I reckon you play Hades. Uh, We've talked about it a lot already, but like, Hades was really fun. If you didn't catch it last year, catch it this year.
1: Yeah. And that's the
0: only
1: thing. Yeah? I, I... Okay, so slight peek behind the curtains. A lot of content just got cut out. uh, And I I directed a lot of very unjustified abuse towards Jacqueline. Uh
0: Because
1: I thought that what she was about to do was scroll up in our chat logs uh, so that she could recommend Jane Eyre to the audience. (laughs) Because last week, like an absolute fucking rube, uh, I talked about the piece of work I had done on Jane Eyre but said, oh yeah, I've written this about Wuthering Heights. This book about Jane Eyre. Yeah. So I'd like to officially apologize to the Bronte sisters and ask them to write better books if they want me to not get them confused.
0: (laughs) You are the world's biggest hero. I would recommend going and reading uh, Victorian ABO fiction. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of it on af That's Wuthering Heights.
1: That's just Wuthering Heights, though.
0: No, it's good Victorian lesbian ABO. Oh, that's much better actually. Yes. Um there's some of it on AO I don't know, you probably find it a lot of places, but I'm reading this current this story on AO3 right now.
1: Oh god. It's
0: it's very good. Yeah. Play Hades, play XCOM. Yeah. Um eat blue cookies.
1: Drink weird cocaine juice that will kill you if you drink too much of it.
0: See you next time, Camp Half-Blood. See you next time, Camp Half-Blood.